Hey, we're Todd and Kristen. Join us as we learn to become fearless in love. Welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast. We are glad that you have joined us. Kristen, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited to hear more. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, we have had some good conversation just between us too around these topics and Mm -hmm. We are continuing a fairly lengthy series. It seems like it just keeps getting <laughs> getting longer because each each episode we find as we start talking about it that we have more to talk about mm-hmm. than what we thought we did when we <laughs> when we started it. So this week we are going to continue this discussion around the Valbona Jewish tradition and and looking at that in light of some of the New Testament verses that we have talked about mm-hmm. that kind of have laid a lot of the groundwork for mm-hmm. our view of biblical sexuality. Yes, and becoming fearless in love. That's right. <laughs> fearless <laughs> in love. Yeah, the vow of Ona was is something that we ran across. It, it was through some resources that we have read. And, and so... I'll just mention those again here just at the beginning and the the three resources that have been part of the learning that we've had on this is from the book Unwanted by Dr. Jay Stringer, the book Sex, God, and the Conservative Christian Church by Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers, which by the way, that book was written by her really kind of directed at non-Christian counselors to help them understand how to counsel couples that are looking at these issues from a, or desiring to look at these issues from a biblical viewpoint. So it's really kind of a, almost a textbook or, a, or it's written to that audience. So it's kind of an mm-hmm. interesting view. Right. Uh, and, and then the other resource was from the created to be free website and it was just a blog that was discussing the Valvona. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of this discussion, the foundation of it is coming from different bits and pieces of mm-hmm. things that each of those books talked about around this idea of the Valvona. And just at the simplest level, the vow was something that a Jewish man would take on his wedding day. And part of that vow was that it was really a commandment for the man to supply all forms of well-being and pleasure to the wife, that the obligation is not connected to the sexual satisfaction of the husband, but to the special sexual needs of the wife, that he was to view himself as one of his primary roles in the marriage was to meet those needs, to learn, to identify, to meet those needs in his wife mm-hmm. rather than viewing sexuality as something that was just for him. Right. Right. Love is not self-seeking. That is true. I read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> First Corinthians 13. <laughs> yeah. So last week we started a discussion around what if we look at that vow 
in, in light of, like I said at the beginning, some of the verses that have we've used to help us formulate kind of our view, biblical view of sexuality. Mm-hmm. And last week we talked about an Old Testament verse in Genesis 4, where the first time you see explicit reference to uh, sexual intercourse in the Bible, it said that Adam knew his wife Eve. Uh, so it was a knowing in, in that sexual connection and that the word that Hebrew word that's used there is yada and that 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 word means something more than just knowing physically it's right. a broader knowing and as, as we've said oftentimes was used in the Bible in reference to God's knowing of his people mm-hmm. so it's a it's a deep knowing at a physical emotional spiritual level mm-hmm. so you can go back and listen last week to the discussion we had around that as a, as a starting point here. But today we're going to shift and look at some verses from the new Testament. And it's pretty interesting to consider Paul's teaching in first Corinthians seven and Ephesians five in light of this vow of Ona. Mm-hmm. And when we, take a step back and look at those passages considering that Jewish tradition and the idea of yada, it can give us a completely different perspective as we look at those verses. So in in earlier episodes, we have talked about how 1 Corinthians 7, 3 starts by saying the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. And then says, and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. And that, again, we, at least for me, every time I've ever heard that verse prior to us studying this and, and looking at it, the first part was omitted. It really, every, every time I've heard it, it's the wife is to meet the, needs to meet the sexual needs of the husband. Mm-hmm. And we omit that Paul actually started with that the man is supposed to meet the needs of his wife. And so if we think about, you know, the ethic of the vow of Ona and considering Yada, the knowing, it makes sense that Paul started with the husband fulfilling the wife's sexual needs. Mm -hmm. And as we said, you know, Genesis four says, Adam knew his wife, Eve. It doesn't say Eve knew Adam. It, It starts with the man who is leading in the knowing of his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. So all of these things start mm-hmm. with the man mm-hmm. in really in his relation with his wife. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's, accidental Mm -hmm. or coincidental (laughs) in the way Mm -hmm. that God designed Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. in our sexuality Mm -hmm. and our relationships. And the way the world works with the masculine and feminine that we've talked about before. Exactly. So if a man takes the care to begin with the mindset of supplying all forms of well-being and pleasure to his wife, to ensure that all forms of sexual touch are pleasurable for her, and are unaccompanied by closeness and joy, which those are all part of that vow, then you know, I believe she, a woman is naturally going to have the desire to respond to that kind of love. Mm-hmm. 
I think you've talked about that mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. how that's, that's more of a, an effortless outflow mm-hmm. rather than trying to have to conjure up mm-hmm. something. Desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. When you really experience love, it's just like with God. If we experience his love, I mean, <laughs> when I experience his love, it's like, are you kidding me? I just, oh, I just mm-hmm. want to do nothing but love him back in any way I can. Mm-hmm. And so when we experience the genuineness of our husband's love and he is seeking to give us joy and love physically, emotionally, spiritually, pouring that out on us, yeah, the response is going to be one of desiring to love back. Mm-hmm. To I mean, it's something, of, it really will be something of incomparably greater value, especially if we have the mindset of understanding this is good, this is God's, this is his way, this is his design, this is for the flourishing of our relationship, of experiencing our relationship with him, with each other and the world around us. It's, it's, it's for flourishing. So anyway, yep. Mm -hmm. Agree. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's agree. It's an effortless overflow when we understand all of that and experience the goodness of our husband's love. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the love. And then I think there's something that comes alive in you when you feel like I desire to know you more. Yes. Yes. For sure. For sure. Because we're made to be known. We are made to connect. We can't connect without being known. Mm -hmm. And when we understand we're fully known by God and fully loved, like that's just this deep place of inner peace and joy and excitement and connection And then if that is when our husband-wife relationship is supposed to mirror that, the same as that when we experience that with our spouse, with our husband, wanting to truly know me. I mean, it it does. Like when you'll just say, how are you? And you're looking deep in my eyes and you really want to know how I truly am. How is my heart? How am I? Like it usually makes me want to cry just because when you ask me that, just because it it just touches this deep place within Mm -hmm. me that I know you actually care and you really want to know. And I think it it does matter because we are made for that. We are made for that connection Mm -hmm. and that knowing. So yes, it brings me alive. Yeah. Agreed. Yes, for sure. It does. I mean, I I, I can see that Mm -hmm. so clearly. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting as we think about all that and even taking a step back, you know, so, so Paul's, saying in in first corinthians 7 3 the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs at least in this translation which is the nlt i did notice that the second one doesn't say the husband's sexual needs i think that's what's implied but it actually doesn't say that uh-huh. <laughs> so it doesn't even say it doesn't even say that like that's what's quoted all the time but it says, actually it, it just says needs it right? just says needs yeah. now i think some other translations it's it's you know the conjugal rights right. and and likewise the mm-hmm. the wife to the husband. So I mean I think right. that's what's implied there, sure. but it's interesting that actually in this translation it doesn't say that mm-hmm. second part of it, mm-hmm. but just an aside, just right. an observation. Right. right, right. <laughs> so uh but so in that there is the the obvious thing that okay, so he says we're supposed to 
meet each other's needs, sexual needs. Well, well the man, the wife, sexual needs, wife just needs, I think probably both, but the, so that begins to like a starting point for that is really to beginning to ask ourselves. And we've talked about this in an earlier episode too, but to begin to ask ourselves and each other, well, what are those? Mm-hmm. And I think so often in relationship, husband and wife relationship, those can be, I'm not sure why. I think it's just all the confusion and all of the pain and mm-hmm. whatever that's, that has become part of sexual intimacy in relationship. Mm-hmm. I guess that's probably the reason, but I think there's a oftentimes a hesitancy or a, a genuine fear mm-hmm. of having that kind of conversation mm-hmm. with the other person. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not sure exactly why, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it is present. I know it was mm-hmm. very much present in our relationship mm-hmm. from the conversations we've had with lots of people. It's, mm-hmm. it's very much present in, mm-hmm. in many, many relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, you know, there's a starting point there that if I'm going to know you and you're going to know me, like that conversation cannot be off limits right? Right. in our relationship. Right. And so, but it's interesting for us as we have had more of that conversation, it's become more and more clear to me that when I, and it all makes sense in light of what we've been talking about, the, the Valvona and the Adam knew, knowing, you know, me knowing you and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense, but I, I've begun to realize more and more that it definitely is not just about some kind of release, some kind of sexual release. No. That's not what brings fulfillment and joy and goodness for me Mm-mm. in, in that area. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, it's, you know, I, I think I get more joy, come more alive when I see you coming more alive Mm -hmm. and getting more joy and more pleasure. And one of my deep, if I'm saying the deep, you know, what sexual needs really at the, at the core is a desire to see you experiencing joy, being abandoned, being free. Like that brings life to, Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting that that is actually so much in line with the, you know, the vow of Ona and me seeking to know you Mm -hmm. rather than the mindset that I have some need that you need to meet Mm -hmm. and that you're going to do that in me physically somehow. Right. Well, I mean, it makes me think of Ephesians 5, 31, 32, that kind of this whole thing is, you know, was birthed from is Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but it's a picture of Christ and the church. And I'm just thinking about, so if our relationship is meant to mirror or be a picture of or point to that relationship with Christ, he loves us, he pours out his love on us, and what does he want? us to experience. He wants to experience the joy of his love. He wants to experience, he wants to see us being free in his love, being abandoned to his love, Mm -hmm. experiencing the the fullness of his love. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need us 
to do something for him. Right. He wants to see us just coming alive because he simply loves us. Mm-hmm. And this is And coming alive in that in the freedom. You know, right. He right. came to set us free. That's right. That's yeah. right. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. It's just, it's a picture of that. And I mean, it's never, our relationship with him is not one of duty. Is not right. one of, I have to do something for you to make you okay, God. No, his, he is just, he is pouring out his love. And we are responding to that love. And he, yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's a cool picture. And so if you think about all that, which one makes more sense? Right. It's no question which one makes more sense. Right. It just, yeah, you can see the big picture just over and over and over again what the Lord is revealing. It's so cool. Yeah, it is so cool. Mm -hmm. It is so cool. And so, yeah, just think about if we can all grasp that concept and begin to experience that shift, just the deepening of connection and relationship Mm -hmm. and the joy and the freedom and the goodness Mm -hmm. that comes from that Mm -hmm. if we can just like get out of the mindset that is actually 180 degrees Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. what is kind of at the root of of god's design Mm -hmm. at least in my view Mm -hmm. totally agree i yes i totally agree Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i can just see the enemy you know trying to twist things enough so that we just don't experience the fullness of life abundant in connection because we're meant to image father son holy spirit connection mm-hmm. we are meant to image that on this earth and until we understand and walk in the fullness of his beautiful powerful freeing glorious design we're missing out on that. Absolutely. And so the enemy has twisted things. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so it and that that can't happen like for us to experience that. That can't happen if I don't truly seek to know you. Mhm. And mm-hmm. if I have a selfish attitude. Mhm. Or if I see sex as my right mm-hmm. and your duty. Mhm. I mean there's there's just there's no there's way no... that that can happen. Mm-mm in the fullness no. of the way God designed well, there's us. There's no joy in that for me. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's no freedom in that for me. Right. There's, there's no, I, yeah. So that's never going to work. That's mm-hmm. never going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I know if other people are feeling it, but I am feeling it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. And, mm-hmm. And I think you know what you were just saying about Ephesians five. Mm-hmm. If you take even a, a step back from a larger lens in looking at Ephesians five twenty one through thirty two, right? And you know we've had multiple episodes where we tried to unpack this. You can go back and look at we're talking about the husbands love how to what it looks like to love your wife as Christ loved the church and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. But for for this purpose today. If you look at those concepts that come from Ephesians 5, 21 through 32, and see how the tenor of those verses line up with the idea, the mm-hmm. concepts of the, that vow, mm-hmm. we see that a husband is directed 
to love as Christ loves, which is what you were just what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. We're instructed to give ourselves up for our wives, mm-hmm. which is putting her needs above mm-hmm. our own. Mm-hmm. We're it talks about us, you know, making her holy and clean, mm-hmm. and we do that by honoring her mm-hmm. and seeking what's best for her. And then also, I, I think it's interesting that it, we're also told to love our wives as we love our own bodies. And it says for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. That's 528, Ephesians 528. So for a man who loves his wife, actually shows love for himself. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that concept in light of like what I was talking about as I really examine my own desires and like what really brings me life mm-hmm. and it's like you see that directly in that that when I a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Mm-hmm. Like when I love you in that way and see what happens in you, that brings me to life. Mm-hmm. That's actually showing love to myself. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's powerful. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage everyone listening to go back, read 1 Corinthians 7. Read Ephesians 5, 21 through 32. Read it with an open mind in light of the things that we have been talking about. And just ask the Lord for wisdom, mm-hmm. for clarity for you, what that means for you, I think it can have a profound impact on you personally mm-hmm. and on your relationship. So mm-hmm. we're going to have for sure one more episode here <laughs> just on this, this topic, but um, let's, let's wrap it there today. Mm-hmm. We are thankful that you have joined us and we, uh, Look forward to continuing this discussion. And so until next time. Together, let's learn to love fearlessly. 